It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners. Thank you so much for being with us. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn is back, as well as Josh Gregory. Is your financial life decisionable? And what I mean is if you had an opportunity arise today and you needed to make a decision whether or not to pursue that opportunity, could you do so and make the very best decision? And I had someone reach out to me recently in this position, and we're going to talk through this real-life scenario coming up today on this episode of Wise Money. All right. Yeah, I, I can't believe we haven't hit this scenario before because your financial life is called upon to be decisionable all the time, and you might not even know it, really. It's, um, hey, friends are going on vacation, and it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. They want you to go, too. I mean, that's a you got to make a quick decision, low impact. But then there's others like, hey, we're going to invite you to retire today, and that's a couple years sooner than you thought. So anyway, we're going to get into this. I'm excited about it. We've got some great questions from fans of the show that we're going to hit in the second half of the program as well. If you have questions, either something going on in your financial life you need help with, reach out to us, or a question for the show, we'd love to talk about it as well. Reach out to us online, wisemoneyradio.com. You can find us on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Just search Wise Money Show, and I'd encourage you just to subscribe to it and link, uh, or excuse me, um, accept notifications and all of that. So any new content gets pushed right out to you. You can submit your questions that way. And then lastly, call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. So, okay. So I, I sort of, Kevin and I just lobbed that out there. Your financial life needs to be decisionable, but let's talk about a real life kind of high stakes situation. Kevin, go ahead. So, and put yourself in these shoes. You get an offer on Friday, and you have to respond by Wednesday, yes or no. And here's the offer. We will give you a chunk of money to be done working. And it's uh, it's an interesting scenario because it depends on what type of an organization you work with, but in a big bureaucratic organization, those decisions aren't made by people that are actually delivering the letters to the people that have to make the decisions. Those decisions are made at a far off location by guys that are pouring over spreadsheets and budgets and other things, and they say, okay, of the 600 people at this job level, we need to get rid of 57 yep. in order to make our numbers work. So in order to do that, let's let's put out these offers and, and see if they will work. So that's the corporate side of it. But the personal side is you show up, it's, it's a Friday, you get the letter, and you think, wow, I have to make a decision by next Wednesday whether or not I can be done. I've worked 
at this place for 30 years. Mm-hmm. It's what I know. It's I'm I'm good at it. And I may or may not have uh, great faith in the company. This is where you say, all right, well, if I don't take the deal, is it going is something going to happen to the organization where instead of getting a buyout and getting some money, I just get an unemployment check. Right. 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 So so there's a there's a it's a high stakes game because you you will only know in hindsight whether or not you've made the right decision. But the big part of the decision is can I say yes to this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so to me um, so the, the, the in this scenario I was at I was at a board meeting, I got an email and said, "Look, uh, on the Friday, uh, hey, this person needs to make a decision. Should we have them um, work with one of the other advisors? And I said, listen, I can I can meet with this person on Saturday. I'll just I'll just do that. And uh, so came in on a Saturday. Um, he this person had gotten the offer on Friday, met with them on Saturday. And I had a sense within about five minutes. But the interesting thing is, as we work with clients, it's it's you want to be very um, careful, very kind, very gentle. There are a lot of things as we work with people because people can feel very vulnerable when they're sharing their financial life. And it is vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so as they, as you know, layer upon layer, they were revealing stuff. Um, it was probably an hour and 20 minutes into the conversation before they finally just said, Hey, so can we do this or not? Hmm. And I, s- I would actually even say that's a big moment because as I've dealt with this before or worked with folks that have had big financial decisions to make, often it's an hour of laying out all these reasons and then it's, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. What do you think? <laughs> right? Which is, you know, you can argue with me or you can agree with me, but I'm already going to do this. And mm-hmm. so that's a big moment that they, you know, we're all sort of tempted. I don't know if, if you've ever wanted something for nothing. <laughs> and that is quite a every day, every day, right? <laughs> and so your company is going to offer you. Let's. Just, I don't even know if you can share what it is, but, but say say it's six months of pay. Well, you can either come here and grind it out for six months, and we'll give you pay, or you can sit on your tuchus for six months, and we'll give you the same thing. Tuchus right? is a new word for me. So so I I you know you're just naturally <laughs> in context you can figure out what you're saying. <laughs> you just naturally want to say yes cuz I want something for nothing. I'd go so far as to say that I, I've known people where this is their dream scenario. This this would be just such a wonderful way to go into retirement and maybe they work for a company that has done this type of buyout before, maybe years ago and they're just hoping maybe there would be another round right as I'm getting close to retirement I'll I'll get some sort of sweetener as I enter into retirement but don't don't be that person who is counting on this to happen yeah. for your retirement goal to actually be achievable right so and so they all what what flooded in 
where all of these questions, and this is where having been a certified financial planner for 25 years, it it helped because very quickly um, you have to assimilate all of this data and put it into a, a picture. And, and you're right, Mike, to your point, a lot of times people come in and they say, hey, this is the decision I've made. Um, can you confirm it for me? Can you just um, tell me all the reasons why I'm right? Yeah. And so when they asked, I told them, look, these are the things that you'd have to do, including um, in this in this scenario, and I'm going to be a little bit vague because I, I don't want any of our listeners to make a connection to who this might have been. And the good thing is it, it wasn't a person locally, so it's... it's uh, it's it's unlikely they could make that connection, but um, there there were a couple things. Number one is if you've been working at the same company for thirty years, but you're only fifty years old, you might have a problem retiring at fifty because you're going to have another fifty years. So, do you, have you prepared for the next fifty years financially? And most people don't have a sense for how what what I've done up to this point how far will this mm. take me yeah. how how long can I ride this thing out you don't want to be tempted into starting your retirement too many years early and then really run the risk of running out of money too too soon one of the things about your story though that really stood out to me I'm not sure if this is a client that you've worked with or just someone that you know it doesn't really matter I suppose cuz the principle would be the same you, when you're facing a big decision like this, you don't want to, at that last moment, try to bring somebody up to speed, some advisor or someone to mm-hmm. give you wise counsel on uh, you know, an hour's worth of notice, right? Please sign off on this uh, deal. I think I should do it. What do you think? No, you should always have your advisor in a position where they know your financial life as well as you do so that you're sitting around and you just have a new fact to add to the fact pattern. Mm-hmm. It's just new information to assimilate into the plan, as you were saying. And uh, I, I think it's important that you have that ongoing relationship for moments like this. So mm-hmm. that you have that clarity as well. Mm-hmm. And, and you've got the right person, the right team assembled to give you a great counsel, but then you have great clarity as well so that when a decision is made, you have the confidence it's it's the right one. We're actually going to have Kevin elaborate a little bit more on the next steps and, and everything that happened with this actual case, but then talk through all six areas of your financial life to say, well, how, how ready do you need to be and what does ready mean? So we've got that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. If you are presented with a job buyout, you might commonly consider this called a severance. But really, severance all, often means, well, you're sailing off in a retirement. But just your company's coming to you saying, hey, we are, would like to buy out your job. Here's six months pay. You're done tomorrow. Are you, is your financial life decisionable? Could you make a great decision? Your emotions are likely telling you what mine would be, which is get out of there, give me the money. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll find something else to do, I'll make this work. Something for nothing, I'll take it. But 
are, is that the best decision and, and how do you know? And what's the, what's the context? So we're, we're breaking that down today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name's Mike here with me in the KFG studios, Josh and Kevin. Thanks for being with us. Also, thank you to the attorneys at South Bank Legal as well as First State Bank for sponsoring the Wise Money Show from the very beginning. Thank you very much. Couldn't do it without you. We've got uh, a real life case that we're talking through, which every every episode of the Wise Money Show, we want to be relevant to you and what you might be experiencing or could experience. And I, I'm surprised that this is the first time we're talking about something like this. But if you have questions for the show, for us to hit, or a question about your situation, reach out to us. Wisemoneyradio.com is how you find us online. Call or text 574-222-2000. It's 574-222-2000. And then social media, of course, I'd encourage you. We're going to be enhancing the content, enhancing the production of, uh, of everything we do here for Wise Money. So I'd encourage you, find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, just search Wise Money Show. I think we even have the Instagram going as well. So just search Wise Money Show, subscribe to it, link it, and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, all right. So, Kevin, the the kind of the broad brush that I would say is someone received a letter on Friday from their company they'd worked with for 30 years, inviting them to be done with their job by Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And here's a lump sum of money if you're willing to take this offer. And of course, there is no guarantee that that offer was going to come around again when mm-hmm. they might be more ready financially. And there is no guarantee that if they turned it down and kept working, that they wouldn't get a pink slip later in the year because the company was making cuts. This was an invitation to have someone retire before needing to actually actually cut jobs. So interesting scenario. But you didn't have a lot of time to make a decision and help these folks. Um, so pick it up from there. Right. So we, we looked, and one of the interesting things was in, in this scenario, this client had an opportunity to take their pension as a lump sum. So there'd really be two pieces. There'd be a severance, and then there'd be um, basically cashing out the pension. And with a pension, there's an offer of, hey, this this is an, uh, this is a monthly amount that you can get, and then there's, or you take this chunk of money. And actuarially, those two numbers are the same. The, the 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 really smart guys that uh, do math all day long say, look, there's no difference to the pension fund whether you take two thousand dollars a month or whether you take a half million dollars, if you will. Mm-hmm. So this these clients they they came and they said, look, we've got debt, and it would take about half the lump sum to pay off our debt. So. That's what we want to do. We want to take the lump sum pension. We'll pay off half our debt. Our bills will be much lower, and we'll be able to kind of survive. And I started talking through this, and I said, okay, so you you understand that if you take this amount of money to pay off all your debt, the other ch- most of the rest of the chunk is going to go to pay taxes. And they said, what do you mean taxes 
Hmm. And what they didn't realize, and this it'd be so easy to not understand this because sure. yeah. we spend all day every day explaining stuff to people that doesn't make any sense. And this is a very common question too. Yeah. yeah. If I get a lump sum payout from my 401k or a pension or any of these retirement accounts, how is it taxed? Right. And it gets taxed as you receive it into your hands and you go to spend it or pay down debt or whatever. Right. So if I roll that into my IRA, I have to pay federal, I have to pay state, and if I take it out before 59 and a half, I have to pay a 10% penalty. So all of a sudden- Upon pulling it out of the IRA, you're saying. Right. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you look at the tax bill, and that was, and it's it's always uh, tricky to land the plane when you're explaining something to someone, and it, it really feels like- um, like I'm taking something away from them, and I had nothing to do with r- right. creating the tax code. Like you just sucker punched them <laughs> or something. I know, and it, so it's off. I mean, you feel bad. Yeah, you feel you you feel bad even in telling them. But I I would feel worse if they did this thing and at the end of the year got a 1099R that said, look, pay taxes on all this. Okay, so that was a surprise to them. What else did you share then? Well, so when when we got to the point of saying, hey, that that strategy can't work, what when they said, can we do this thing? I said, yes, but these are the things that you will have to do. So uh, husband who has this opportunity, what you have to do is have your next job lined up. So this is not, hey, I got my severance and I'm kicking back. And you were going to use part of your pension to clean up some debt. You're going to have to use all of your severance to clean up the debt. So I've got my next job lined up. I take my severance, and that cleans up my balance sheet to the extent that it's possible. But that will that will help me because in this scenario, he said, listen, I think I can go out tomorrow and get a job making about 60% of what I'm making now. I mean, this is the other um, difficult thing. The reason why he got a severance offer is for him to go do what he's doing somewhere else he's going to make less money. So he was really well paid, in other words. He's very well paid. Yeah. That also is the dream scenario. Overpaid and underworked. That's that's what we're all shooting for, right? <laughs> Story of my life. Something for I'm telling you. Yeah. So, no, but I mean, this is this does happen with older workers, but this is why with older workers, they offer a severance because when you sign to get the severance, you also sign that that says, I won't come back and sue you for age discrimination, right. et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Right. So there's, I mean, there's, so so these are the things. Take the severance, clean up your balance sheet, take the pension and invest it for the 65-year-old you. Because that is the question. What is the 65-year-old you telling you to do today? And the 65-year-old you is saying, hey, don't spend all that money. That's right. Keep do, your hands off my money. Right. Because I need that money to double twice. Yeah. To have a shot at being able to be done working at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And and then the other thing was when 
with just a cursory look at their expense structure, because they couldn't clean up all their debts and pay off their mortgage, et cetera, I said, if you want to do that and the husband has to take a 60% cut in pay, you're going to need to downsize your house. Hmm. Like you can swing the house right now with both fully employed, great jobs, everything else. But if you, if one of you has to take a 60% cut, you're going to have to live in a different house. And so, so what was their response to this? As you're kind of laying out the prescription for them, what it would take for them to really say yes, mm-hmm. what, what was their response? Um, well, a, a typical response is to either be in denial. I mean, look at the, the, the five stages of grief. Um, they, they got very quickly to acceptance and said, well, looks like he's going to have to keep working. So, but him keeping working, there was still something else he needed to do. And uh, I'm going <laughs> to. That might be wow, a cliffhanger the right cliffhanger there. Cliffhanger of all cliffhangers. So, <laughs> I, so okay. We, the the story's been laid out, and you might be listening thinking I, I that, that wouldn't happen in my world. It happens more often than, than you think. The, the, the question is whether that exact thing would happen or not. When you're faced with a big financial decision, how do you know if you're ready? And, of course, you know that there are six areas to everyone's financial life yours included. And we're going to talk through what you need to know about each of the six areas of your financial life or what would be impacted in this sort of situation so that you know whether you're ready or not. So we've got that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. If you got an offer, a severance offer, to be done with your job in just a couple days, would you be prepared to make a great decision with such high stakes involved, walking away from your job, would you be able to make a great decision? That's what we're talking about today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being with us. My name's Mike. Here with me in the KFG studios, Josh Gregory and Kevin Corhorn. Thank you to Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Hey, did you guys hear that? The uh, Treasury Secretary is recommending a financial literacy course be required for all college students. It's very interesting. Probably, uh, I've been banging that drum for a long time. Josh, Josh actually did teach at Bethel University in the spring. We'll probably talk about that concept more if it gets any traction. So thank you, Bethel University, Dalton Graduate Studies, as well as Diane Bennett and her Inspired Homes team for sponsoring the content of today's program. Find us online, wisemoneyradio.com. You can call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. And then, of course... The YouTube channel is airing every episode, so you can watch us right now. Uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram as well. Just search Wise Money Show. Connect with the show that way. Follow the content and share it and make questions, all that sort of stuff. All right, so we're going we're gonna to start transitioning into what should you do, what should you know about your financial life to make a decision. Uh, quickly recap, you get a letter on Friday inviting you to retire on Wednesday. 
that's real life scenario. Here's a severance. We'll give you six months and um, six months cash and, you know, have a great life. Could you, you want to say yes, emotionally, you want something for nothing. You'd love to get the pay without the work. I would. <laughs> Just, I love you guys, but I would. Um, <laughs> and we so wouldn't you, offer, you, by the way. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering. Honesty, honesty and wisdom. Uh, so you want to say yes, can you? And, and, and how do you know? So, 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 Kevin, I guess what would, I know what you said. I want you to share in just a second, but what would any other financial advisor say in that scenario? Well, hopefully a, a certified financial planner would say this, exactly what I said. Look, you you can't do this. The the interesting thing about our industry is if you're not a certified financial planner and depending on how you get compensated, you might have said, "Hey, listen, go ahead and do it." Because they know that the 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 pension lump sum needs to stay invested yep. and if you're in this industry and you just sell investments, you don't do financial planning. You might even call yourself a financial planner, but you just sell investments. That's how you get paid. Yeah, you would say do it, so then you can roll over the, the pension and maybe the 401k and manage some money and, yeah. It's just one of the inherent conflicts of interest that sometimes exist depending on how you structure your relationship with clients. And I've seen, I mean, and what's the recourse? A, a financial advisor tells you, yeah, go ahead and do it. You're in a position, you can make this work. And the client doesn't have the skill the personal finance skill to leave that money alone and they start unwinding the deal. Well, the thing is it, it, it builds momentum as it starts to unwind and all of a sudden the only recourse the client has is to take the, their small fortune, which used to be a big one, to another financial advisor. I mean, it's not. It, it to me, it seems so unjust, but that's just kind of how the the, the world is. Especially because the financial advisor <laughs> saying yes, you can do this. That's what you want to hear. That's what you want to hear. Right. Anyway. So, so you want to go to a financial advisor who doesn't, who is is really kind of unfazed by those conflicts. This is what I told him to do. I said, look, you guys have got to, and they've been recently married, so you guys have got to get your financial life together. It was it was separate. A lot of times when uh, with second marriages, they keep things separate. And one of them's a spender and one of them's a saver. One of them has a, an incredible budget. The other one is kind of uh, seat of the pants. That was their words. So you say, hey, no, you guys have to get this thing together. And so I recommended go to a Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University, that will give you a lot of ideas. That, and that's a great class. What it, what it doesn't do is it doesn't give you someone to help you implement. So I said, hire a financial advisor. We d they don't live in our community. We serve clients all over the country, so we can serve them. And I said, you, you don't have to hire us, but you have to hire a certified financial planner because what you need is you need your financial life to be decisionable. And for them, that is the, the, the story problem to solve for is what's the shortest period of time when I can be ready for the next letter? If it comes. If it comes. Mm -hmm. Because if it comes, in, if it's going to take me three years to get ready, and if I get this letter 18 months from now, there's no there's no panic button. 
I'm just saying, hey, I'm about halfway to where I needed to be. I'm not ready to make uh, this leap. I'm going to keep working. And that's actually an important question for everybody to be asking themselves because I, I have often cited a study that shows that the average age that most people are shooting for for retirement is age 65, but the average actual age that they retire is 62. So that three-year gap there is something that it may be in this case is kind of forced upon or uh, it's a temptation offered to people. Sometimes it is just flat out, my health is not holding up like it needs to and I have to make a change in, in my work. Or maybe I have a loved one that I need to care for. But whatever it is, at what age do you need to be ready financially so that you could have a major change in your financial life and not skip a beat? Keep on making progress towards the life that you've envisioned for your future. So to answer the question, what does it take to be decisionable? And we've never done this before, but we're going to do the speed round and, and through the six areas of financial planning and say, look, what do I need to have? So in my present financial position, I need to have a budget that works. I need to know what uh, with uh, what my balance sheet looks like and what liabilities are on that balance sheet that need to be gone before I can say yes to anything or the next thing. That's right. Every one of those liabilities represents a, a payment and a cash flow constraint. You also not only need to have the budget working today, but a forecast of what your sources of income will be in the future. And that was one of the requirements that you gave of this client, that they need to be able to know what their next job will be because they're not ready to be done with paychecks. Yep. Right? Next area is protection planning. The biggest thing for someone who's 50 years old is health insurance. Yeah. What are you going to do about health insurance for the next 15 years until you're on Medicare? Right. There, But there other insurance questions because, hey, my life insurance is through work. Right. Well, guess what? If mm -hmm. I'm not working there, the next job I have better offer some stuff that, that or I need to qualify to go out and buy it on my own. Yep. So the protection planning is a big deal. Tax planning. Mm-hmm. Josh? Yeah, this is one that, you know, obviously there could be major tax ramifications. If you're getting an extra dose of income all in one year, six months worth of income is the story that Kevin was sharing. All that gets piled on top of your paycheck. And if you're tempted to also pull more money out of your retirement accounts, that could have significant unintended consequences as well. So, the f you know, one of the first things you need to figure out is what will this year's tax picture look like and probably the next few years as well. Yeah. The next area is in investment planning. And if you haven't been managing this lump sum and you don't see it going up and down, up and down in value, and then all of a sudden you transfer it out to an IRA and now you're responsible for or you hire someone else to be responsible for it. As you see those ups and downs, are you gonna make any emotional decisions? Yeah. How should it be allocated for your situation, for your goals, and then will you manually take control of that thing when you don't like the short-term result? Yeah, if you're a saver or an investor, in this case, um, one of them said, hey, my parents got really messed up in the 2008 and nine thing, so I don't really want to invest the money. And I said, well, that's fine. You don't have to invest the money, but you need to be able to put a whole bunch more aside in order to be in a position. So am I a saver? Am I an investor? What do I do? Retirement planning, that's the fifth area. I need to know beyond a shadow of a doubt 
what my sources of income are, what my expenses are, and that my money will live longer than I do. Well, and even still, I, I look at if you're going to take a 60% pay cut, will you be able to save into retirement for the next 15 years? If you're leaving a job that had a pension that you could roll out, now you're going to a place, will they then have a pension? They won't. Do, does, does your retirement funding get halted at age 50, even if you're willing to work until 65. So we're going to pick it up from there and then jump into some great questions from fans of the show. That and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Should you make sure you maximize your contribution to your HSA this year? Hmm. We've got that great question coming up from Sam in just a second. Thank you for being with us. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Coming to you from the world headquarters of Corhorn Financial Group in the KFG studios. My name is Mike Bernard. Across from me, Kevin Corhorn. Between us, Josh Gregory. If you've missed anything, we have been very intentional about making sure every episode is available to you. So whether you've got a long drive on that summer vacation or whether you want to watch it on YouTube while you're watching the rain outside, uh, that's just (laughs) fine. Just search Wise Money Radio, excuse me, Wise Money Show on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Connect with the show that way. On podcast, search Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. You know, so their algorithm's a little different. If you type in Wise Money Show, we should be the first one as well. So if you want to keep it simple, but wherever you listen to podcasts and even... Spotify podcast. I think we're there as well. So wherever you listen to podcasts, you can search for it and subscribe to it. And and again, my favorite way to catch up on the episodes is YouTube because you get the bonus content there, right? Uh, in between segments as well. So I'd encourage you, sign up uh, and subscribe to the show on YouTube. Just search Wise Money Show. WiseMoneyRadio.com is how you find us online. You can watch, or excuse me, listen to every episode right there as well. And then lastly, if you have questions, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Before we jump into Sam's question, we just need to put a wrap, put a bow on this real-life case that we've been talking about for most of the episode. Yeah, we've been describing this situation where someone is forced to make a really big life-changing decision with not a lot of notice, right? And I I hope that you've gotten the impression, I hope that we've communicated to you that the best way to approach major decisions like this is really by looking at all areas of your financial life. That's a process that we call financial planning. It's comprehensive financial planning. This should be a living, breathing document in your life, something that is changing and evolving, something that you are actively changing um, as life throws you curveballs. And sometimes it could be an employer who you know, offers you that, that severance package that some people dream of, and it's a nightmare for others. But how do you know what you should be doing? It, it really all boils down to examining all six areas of your financial life and determining what kind of choice points are you encountering in each of these. 
And that's what a financial planner should be helping you with, someone who can help you with the process of amending the plan when your life circumstances change. And if you don't have someone to turn to for that, we would invite you to come speak with one of the advisors in our firm. Or if you're in another community, seek out the help of someone who can help you build a comprehensive financial plan for your life. Or if you're in another community, uh, we've had folks, listeners of the show, from all the way from Maryland to California yeah. reach out to us yeah. and say, hey, we feel comfortable with you and your approach, so we want to work with your firm. We're happy to... This show is about education. Educate, advise, and serve with character and integrity. That's the core of our mission statement, and so that's what we want to do, and we, we want to help you. We went through all, well, five of the six areas last segment. You know, the last one relating to this is for estate planning. Kevin, you mentioned this is second marriage. And so you've got those dynamics that you need to make sure you've got a clear estate plan that everyone's comfortable with it. But then also you're transitioning away from one job and this pension. Maybe you had instructions as to how it was supposed to be dealt with if you passed away with, and you had this pension. But now if you roll that out into an IRA, you need to make sure that you've got the right beneficiaries and the right estate structure on that. So, all right, let's transition here. We got a couple great questions. Try to get through as many as we can. Sam's 57, he's from Granger. Here's what he asked. When I got my taxes done, I realized I could have actually put more money into my HSA to reach the maximum. Is that something you guys suggest? Do you, do you recommend people max out their HSA every year? I, I would start by sharing two different two of three philosophies one this is the one that i started with and you maybe you know you find yourself here when you pick how much you want to put in your hsa you think ahead and think okay i'm gonna go to the dentist twice a year no i'm just kidding i'm only gonna go once and (laughs) you know i might need to see the eye doctor and maybe you know and then you usually get sick and so i don't know I'll put a thousand bucks in there because that's what I'll probably spend in medical expenses over the coming year. Hopefully it's less than that. You know, maybe I won't go to the dentist at all and uh, I'll just brush one extra time a day. Um, (laughs) And so that's one approach. The second is, okay, from a tax standpoint, um, I should put more in. And so I'll, I'll try to max it out or I'll put as much as I feel like I can stand with cash flow to get as much tax benefit as possible. And so it's really one of those two. We've introduced before a third idea, and that is actually save the maximum and then don't pull anything out for your medical expenses. Pay those medical expenses out of pocket and let your HSA grow. Hold on to those receipts so then you can pull the dollars out of your HSA at some point in the future in retirement, all tax-free because you've got, you, you can reimburse yourself. So there's really three approaches. So... Sam, I I would put that as the backdrop to your question here. And ultimately, it's a financial plan that determines which approach is appropriate for you at this particular stage in life. A lot of people don't even know about that third one you were mentioning, that the HSA can be used as a tax shelter to help you build a better retirement for yourself. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. Yeah, we just, um, and Sam, go back to the, um, the earlier in the show where we went through the six areas of financial planning. This is a financial planning question. I see, Sam, that you're, you're 57, so you can put 7,000 in your HSA for 2019 plus an extra 1,000 as a catch-up. 
So if you if if, if you have a family, mm-hmm. yep. So um, so I would encourage you if you have the resources, it the HSA is a great tool. So um, it can it can do it's kind of a Swiss Army knife, if you will. Mm-hmm. It can do a lot of different things. Yeah. And and if you are able to save up the maximum and then and then shoebox it, then then it really does become a retirement tool, and you should get it invested. Not saying that based on you know short term market try to you know jump in while it's hot and make some money. No no no, I'm talking about for you've then just said this is not short term money; it's long term money. And if it's long term money, you should you should invest it as as such. So. Um, all right, great question, Sam. Let's try to get to the next one here. Jamie is 42. She's from Elkhart. Tough, tough situation here. My husband and I recently finalized a long and tough divorce. I'm sorry to hear that. Now I need to update my will. You're right. Any recommendations on who to list in those key roles since I'm suddenly single? Well, I think uh, we should probably define what those key roles are for starters. When when you are establishing a will, and I, I'm just going to presume here, Jamie, you might be in a situation at age 42 where you have children under the age of 18, and they need to be accounted for in your will also. But the, the key um, roles that you're choosing is an executor, first of all, now n- more commonly known as a personal representative. This is the person that's going to settle out your estate when you pass away. That's the more traditional role. But if you have young kids who need to have money cared for, you may also be choosing a trustee as well. Um, and, and this role is to take care of the money until the kids are old enough for them to receive any inheritance that you leave behind. And old enough is defined by you, not by the state when you set up your will correctly. And then finally, um, you know, there may also be a custodian that you would choose if uh, your ex-husband now, their their father, uh, happened to predecease you, let's say, you, the two of you are having to make some sort of decision on who would care for the kids mm-hmm. um, if, uh, if you weren't here to do it. This is a hard decision to make, but obviously it boils down to who do you trust in each of these roles. And it doesn't have to be three, it could be three separate people, it could be all the same person. It really boils down to who would you trust to do what you are not around to do yourself. And the first thing that I would do is look at my beneficiary designations because that is, sometimes it's referred to as the poor man's will, is I just make sure that anywhere from my bank accounts to my retirement plan at work to the life insurance I have at work, the life insurance I have outside of work, any types of assets that I have, I've got a beneficiary designation that's correct. Yep. Yep. Tough situation. Thanks for your help, Jamie, and I, or your question. And I'd encourage you to be working with a financial planner. Your life is now sort of upside down. You need to take steps. I'm encouraged that you're thinking about the will. Work with a certified financial planner to make sure you're covering all areas there. So, all right, that's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, myself, and all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.